Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. Hey Welcome y'all. to the DMV's Vibe Podcast. I am Miss Pink. And I'm Fearless Swagger. Welcome back, y'all. It's been a long week. Um, to recap the weekend, I've already did a lot, and i only been home for two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, last night it was live in Red Zone Bliss. Shout out to the Shout one band. Shout out to the one band. They will be in the building with us next Sunday. Pray for us. Please. Pray for us. Keep us lifted. But today it's Halloween and we have our ladies takeover show with none other than Coach Mia and Coach Rip from Coaches Don't Play. Welcome, ladies. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, so I want y'all to, we're going to jump right into the show and have you talk a little bit about what your show covers. I know y'all added a new segment to start season two of y'all podcast. I got to catch a couple episodes, um, especially y'all. The end of season one, the recap yeah. show. That was funny. <laughs> the recaps alone had me dying. <laughs> but I'll let y'all talk a little bit about yourselves and uh, about your podcast. Okay. Uh, Coaches Don't Play um, started off as a way to kind of talk to the millennials and have conversations that people usually don't have. A lot of people have conversations on the surface, so it was a way for us to dig deep. So me and Coach Brett came together to have that come up with that idea of what it needed to look like for for these millennials to create that space you know what kind of things are we talking about um you know being able to be completely candid with each other and things like that and it just kind of grew from there um we talk about all types of things we're not scared of any subject so a lot of what coaches don't play has kind of turned out to be is me and coach me is private conversations Mm-hmm. that we're letting you all have a peek into. So that's, um, I think, what it's kind of evolved to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how long have y'all known each other? Because I heard y'all talk a little bit about it on one of the lives. <laughs> and so um, just to get y'all a backstory, we did a show about how hard it is for generally women to meet other women and, you know, be cordial and form a bonding and friendship, especially now that, like, when you're in your 30s, meeting new people, it's like, ugh. It's hard to do. It yeah. is hard to do, especially like genuine people at this age. I'm embarrassed you real quick oh though, Coach. <laughs> I'm about to tell y'all exactly because it was hard almost to meet her and be her friend as well. Can because we not be nah, this I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. So okay. ninth grade, right? I was in earth science class, minding my business, right, ready for my day to start. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to take a peek at her posterior, but she knocked my papers off the desk, and I didn't even know her. First, and I'm like, first the fucking. Oh, I don't like her. The <laughs> ass has a mind of its own. 
Facts on. Thank you, okay. Fish. <laughs> okay. I was not trying to. I was always been a little more bottom heavy than the rest of the world. <laughs> it be accidents, and we don't always feel it. Right. I don't so. even think it was the cheek that hit it. It was the wind just <laughs> going by. First and of all, I was a senior, so I didn't give a fuck what happened. With this <laughs> first and I was in ninth grade, so I thought she was playing with me. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we've known each other for about 20 years. Yeah, so. roughly about 20 years. Years. But we've known each other probably this, six months. Yeah, with the way we've been friends, um, that's another piece of that friendship is that we we had a very on the surface friendship for very, a very long time, mm-hmm. and we started to get to know each other on a like genuine deep mind level to see how she thinks, how I think, and that never happened before. So. I think that's what we talk about on our um, season premiere episode is uh, all about how those friendships evolve and how some are just meant to be, hey, what's up? I see you when I see you. And some are meant, you know, to go a little deeper than that. And so. looking at our friendship, I think if we had connected tighter in different spaces, we wouldn't have been good for each other. Right. We needed so to we, we needed we, to get where we are now, now to be for, for each because other. Because to, to be clear, I'm a reformed toxic coach. So the toxic <laughs> life has been like my thing for a long time, and uh, her too. Me don't, too. Don't let this move. <laughs> but now we're so much more aware, and we're growing, and um, and it's all about you know being a little more introspective and inside, mm-hmm. and being around good people and good vibes and shit like that. So that's how the friendship has gotten to be. Yeah. So like we new friends, but old friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ours is kind of similar. We known yeah. each other since high school. We just weren't like in the same circles, but since we've been doing the podcast together, we've become really close. That's us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're gonna jump into this game. We got two different games. One got spicy cars. One got life cars. Okay. Um. So all the viewers can get to know we all of us spicy. better. <laughs> If y'all can't see, we got wine up here, y'all. It's wine down Sundays. Wine down. Both of them. Here. And that one. It's on that one right now. Okay. We're going to go spicy. Spicy first. It's Scorpio season, y'all. Y'all know my birthday is on the way. It is definitely countdown to Phyllis' birthday. When's your birthday? November the 10th. Okay. Coach yeah. Britt, November the 25th. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, sad, that, Lord, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big sad. <laughs> big, okay, big sad. Well, speaking of big sad. <laughs> Name three nicknames for butt. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my niggas call it, um, Everybody froze for me. Making up shit. <laughs> that dump truck. <laughs> that wagon. Yeah. Oh yeah, wagon. Jump in the trunk. <laughs> Not pancakes. That only refers to people. Let listen. It's a whole lot of ass on this side. Of the <laughs> right. I'm just gonna let y'all know that right now. Okay. Between the both of us, it's a whole lot of booty over here. All right. It's all on that side. Y'all can share a little. It's okay. It's okay. Over here. Okay. <laughs> It's like a McGriddle. Y- y- it ain't no pancake, but it's like a McGriddle. It's a little life it's to a, it. Oh, little booty matter. Nah, it ain't matter. <laughs> okay. 
definitely been called pillows, but pillow palace is a new one. <laughs> <laughs> when you got ass like that. I was about to say, it got to be big enough to be a and palace. It's soft. <laughs> and it's real. Hey, look, okay. Oh, somebody <laughs> said cakes in general don't need the pan. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Because it's okay. girthy on that side of the table, okay? <laughs> So in between this this the next question, um, as far as topics, what has been the hardest topic for y'all to discuss? And or the, fun, or the funnest topic? Do one of You want to do the hardest, or I want you want me you to do, can the do the hardest? Because the hardest ones were the ones that I wasn't on. Nope. You know you don't what? Think so? nope. You wouldn't say so. Toxic relationships was hard because mm. we knew a lot of the viewers that we was probably talking about was watching that episode. Right. So that was kind of hard, and it's um being honest on camera because you know you can play a fool for years, mm-hmm. but when you being honest to everybody else about how you playing that fool, it's a little. It, that was a little bit of. Pulling the curtain back, yeah. like we like to call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, the Gender Rose episode was a little difficult. Really? For, for me, because I'm so, I'm not traditional. So I don't, it, it's hard to be like, oh, women do this, men do that. And it's like, you do it all together and make that shit work cohesively. Hello? That's true. So it was hard Period. for me to have that conversation about, okay, the man is supposed to and the woman's supposed to because that's expectations and don't mm-hmm. have no fucking expectations of me. You feel me? Just because I identify as female, my pronouns are she and her. Whatever. Birthday. I mean, you gotta let that shit be known. Nowadays, they even talk about it at work. It's a whole oh, at bottom of email. That shit is not in the bottom of my damn email. No, the fuck is it's that? not it's in mine bottom, either. It's in the bottom of, of a lot of people's emails. It is. And it's not on dog. my damn Zoom. That's not what it says. It's a thing now. <laughs> it is. And I'm like, why is it? I mean, I can see if, you know, it's a person where you don't know how they want to be addressed. But um, 90% of the world is just he, she, or him. I, that's what I'm a, I mean, I'm going to respect it if that's what you want to be called. Like, I'm not wanting, like, no, I'm not calling this person that. I mean, yeah, you can like, be what you want to be. Thing, but I just think because it's, it's now it's being more widely accepted. Because mm-hmm. um, even where I work at now, like, when we all came in for training, like, they told us to put our pronouns. And I, in my wow. head, I'm like, nah, I got boobs. Yeah. Right. And I got lipstick on that shit. Uh, but yeah, but I do work with people that are actually transitioned to opposite sexes, so they do want to be called her, him wants to be her, and she looks like Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> wants to be called like a boy. So. Peter Pan, like a little pixie. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought Peter Pan was an actual, like the person at work, I thought it was a boy until someone else told me, and they were like, no, it's a girl transitioning into a boy, but it looks he looks like Peter Pan. Well, he's, he's doing a good job. Of, of course, y'all know this is because they're of a different persuasion, so mm. there's um, no melanin in that skin. Okay. All right. <laughs> so while we on this topic, so did y'all watch Dave Chappelle's last special? Yeah, yeah. couple times. I, I, <laughs> I haven't, I watched, I haven't watched it yet. Really. It's a it's a must watch. It's it is. A must it watch. definitely is. I agree with what he said. 
I mean, I didn't find nothing wrong with any of them. I feel like they jokes. And it for me, it's like, I get some people may be offended, but why would you even watch Dave Chappelle if you're going to be if offended by if anything? If you know what type of comedy he has, it's, yeah, I think he did what he was supposed he to do. Yeah, because before that was talking about... He always, he does, always does, but I feel like... <clears throat> If you don't like it or you don't, you know, just don't watch him because, you know, he talks about everybody because it's not the same outrage when he talks about niggas. Like, I think he proved his point with this last special. He it's did. Like, yeah. He did. So. He absolutely did. I, I think that it's, it's all wrong. Everything he says is wrong, which is the punchline. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody needs to accept, even the alphabet community, because fuck that shit. <laughs> All right, don't don't get them kicked but off. When you, <laughs> nah, I mean it's the, okay. We, <laughs> on the tickety top, uh, on the tickety top, <laughs> tickety top. Um, you see a lot of LGBTQ community people talk about they're not offended okay. mm-hmm. at all. They're not offended it's by some of the jokes outrage. or whatever. It's it's a really yeah, it's a fake ass outrage. I a think lot of them was... are not bothered at all. Because it was a big difference from what Dave Chappelle said and what the baby said. So it's like, if you're going to be offended with somebody, be offended with what the baby said. I actually agree. I agree that what the baby said was trash. Like, because you're making it seem like every gay person has AIDS. Mm-hmm. That's trifling. Right. Dave Chappelle talking about, like, niggas putting on dresses this, and shit. That's this, funny. This That's is comedy. shit that every uh, everyday person talks about. Impossible pussy and beyond pussy. That shit took me out. That was the funniest goddamn joke. I gotta make sure I watch it. Kinda tastes like pussy but not quite. That shit was hilarious. Okay, we gonna shoot for another question. Okay, we gonna go with a good conversation one. Okay. I hope it's good. Okay. Who raised the bar for you and how? Ooh. That's a deep question. Go ahead, save me stink. <laughs> <laughs> so my answer is me, stink. Period, <laughs> <laughs> because taxes not went up over here. Right. I raised the bar for myself. Today's price is not tomorrow's it's price. It's not. DJ. It's not. But no, me, definitely me. Wanting, wanting more, requiring more, you mm-hmm. know, desiring more. Life experiences would definitely have you reevaluate. If you're a person who can take accountability for your actions, then that's when you, I feel like you had the most growth. And um, you definitely reflect. I got to a point where, like, man, something must be wrong with me <laughs> because the, my lineup was trash. <laughs> but healing will have you raising your bar. Yeah. yeah. The old you should the be the person that made you. you know? <laughs> It's just certain things that you just no longer going to accept, and that's just yeah, I, sure. that's where I'm at now. It's just certain things I just refuse to compromise on Absolutely. or accept because at this point, like I said to somebody earlier, I'm the whole fucking table. Okay. So, uh, what are you bringing besides a chair? Because you need to add <laughs> to this fridge. Okay. So, you know, taxes go up, prices go up. Once you really know your worth. Then you raise your bar. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for you, definitely, you it's, it's definitely 2020 me. It made me look at it like, yeah, it's time to go up. Like, it's time to keep on going. Now, you didn't been here. Now, let's keep going. So, when I started the year off, I already knew that everything I went through before, I knew I was didn't want to be there anymore. And that's that's a monumental change for me mm-hmm. because I talk, I gave myself every reason in the book why I still needed to be in that low space for years. 
And then I said, forget it. Like, you know, I'm going to go through that pain of separation from everything that's not good for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move forward. And I ain't never look back. Come on, my problem, <laughs> my, like one of my issues I realized within the last two years is that trauma bonding was super real. Hmm. That trauma bond, yeah, and it'll know. have you feeling like the relationship or everything that y'all bonding about is real. So you realize that person ain't they still in their pain, you know? Right. Once you hit, I'm because I've just went through that. Once you realize like you're not there anymore and your mindset changes, but they're still in that mindset. It's just like nah, like we can't we can't be friends. I stopped thinking about them, the nigga. You feel me? Like I stopped thinking about my relationship with the nigga, and I started worrying about my relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I changed, and yeah, it's a trauma bond, and yeah, <clears throat> we connected on some bullshit. But why did I tie myself to that? Like fuck that connection. Why did right. I tie myself uh-huh. to But that? you got also trauma bond with friends, though. Like, yeah. And that's how that's where I've been at, because I ain't really been worried about no niggas, so. <laughs> but trauma bonding with friends is something that I, know, that I noticed that I was in a friendship like that. And I just was like, this, this ain't it, boo, because I'm not there. One-sided. Like, I don't yeah. feel Misery this way anymore. Misery, mm-hmm. okay. loves Misery company. Loves and when company. you get out that mindset, you... And you realize that some people around you really are miserable, miserable, like really miserable. And then it makes you sit back and be like, dang, I was really thinking like that. Or I really had that perspective. Or was I this type of person? Like, Because it happened so gradually that yeah, you don't even see Yeah, my situation had me changing. checking myself with my other friends. Like, well, did I do this and that to y'all? Was I sounding like that? And they ain't telling me no. But I'm like, dang, because I'm looking at people like, oh, But it's other components to that. It's not just because the other people are miserable. It's also because y'all just grew apart. Everything ain't Mm -hmm. a negative let go. You know what I'm saying? If you grow apart from somebody, y'all just going separate ways. Why force each other to keep trying to be? Or sometimes I was the toxic person. And let me remove myself from you because you you won't let yourself be a better pro, hang around better people, anything like that. You know, so... Even certain people, because I was toxic to some people. Mm. So I needed to let that friendship go. And some people were toxic to me. And some people were not toxic at all. They just can't sit where I'm sitting right now. People ain't going to admit that they were the toxic in the room. No, nah, they not going to admit I was that a toxic, toxic in the room. I know I was a toxic friend. Like, uh, all I did was drink liquor and be ready to fight the world. So I know I was a toxic friend. Because there's a lot of people I didn't cause a lot, a lot of drama. I apologize to certain people. Some of y'all fuck y'all. <laughs> you got what you got. <laughs> um, next question. We do another question. First of all, shout out to Too Good from the one band that's on my live right now. Don't be talking about what's up, Holmes. <laughs> don't do that. You don't know my life, homie. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. So, how do you stay positive during tough times? She looked, I, she smiled like she's about to give a toxic answer. <laughs> no, I'm in general a, a positive person. So I like look at the good in every situation. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's it's like if this happened, hey, it was the reason why it happened. So it's like I, I really trust the universe so much that I don't think that nothing bad is just going, um, it's just coming after me. It's going to follow me. Whatever it is, it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. Like, I, I'm accepting of everything that don't come my way the way I hope it does. So, How long did it take to get into that space, though? 
Um, <laughs> so I wasn't in that space for a very long time, but I started my spiritual journey in 2017, end of 2017, early 2018. And then I had to work through all of that. So from that start of, let's say, 2018 to now, it has taken me to, to mm. this year. It's taken me to be positive in every situation. Trust me, I understand. I think for me it was 2016, I lost everything. When I say everything, house, car, job, everything. So it took me losing everything to be in a different mindset where I went to Texas. I stopped, cut a lot of people off and did some reflection of like, all right, I can't be mad at the world because the world don't owe me nothing. I have to do what I have to do and just hold my head up high. Um, so now I am in a better space, especially this year of finding the positive and everything. Um, even trying to respond positively when people do fucked up shit. Because yeah, God, you God give people me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You give people too much power. My petty still be nice. <laughs> I, I think I'm inherently like a good person, right? And I, I, I can be mean. My exterior can be a little abrasive sometimes. Um, that's, that's, that's Sagittarius. That's <laughs> but that's because my core is like straight goo. Like it, it's super soft for my people. So to be positive. That's a Scorpio and, too. <laughs> <laughs> to be positive when things are hard is like my default setting. Mm -hmm. Because I know how to just, life has set me up where I just handle shit. So I was in a space where I kind of was numb and just just did just roll with the punches you know my mother died got a barrier my grandmother died got a barrier so I was used to rolling with the punches so now because I know how to compartmentalize and feel and deal when I need to feel and deal mm -hmm. it's easier now at 35 to not completely lose it mentally and emotionally and respond emotionally to the things that life throws at me because I know what doing it wrong looks like for a very yeah. long time, right? Absolutely. So I had to learn that lesson in all those years to now get a more positive outlook and output. Being emotionally mature is really a real thing. And I used to be somebody who masked my emotions, kept stuff in, didn't like to deal with things. But now when I feel something, I feel it. I deal with it, mm. and then I move on. Mm. And a lot of people don't do that. They mask their emotions. They mask their feelings, and they find other ways that are unhealthy to cope. So, like, for me, I think the pandemic really showed me a lot. Like, my spiritual journey really changed back in 2019 when I experienced probably the longest weekend ever. Literally, my best friend at the time her stepmother passed on that friday and my mother was in the hospital on life support that sunday so that mm -hmm. was like that whole weekend just felt like it just ran together and like that was starting there was i feel like really was when my spirituality really took a different turn and it really leveled up and then even going into 2020 in this pandemic it just showed me a lot um and so my spirituality is very, very different now, even with, with through the pandemic. But I tell people going to therapy is what allows me to try to stay as positive as I can because it taught me to feel what you feel. Like it's 
we're human Mm -hmm. so it's okay to feel sad it's okay to be angered it's okay to feel these things just don't stay there but feel it get through it and then move on and so that's why I tell people all the time being emotionally mature is a real thing it's it's a real thing and you have a lot of people who are emotionally immature Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to control their emotions so they're not taught as yeah. children, you're right. taught to not cry, it's, not say open right. your mouth. Especially like. with men. Like, they're taught to be tough all the time. No, I tell, as an educator, I tell my students, cry. You have to cry. Okay, cry. Cry. Let it out. Get, you need let a hug. It out. Come, I will give you a hug. If that's what you need, you need attention, I got you. Like, let it out. Don't hold on to, don't hold on to that. When we have to get away from that thought process. Breaking them know, cycles. Right. And y'all know also the gym is my outlet i know the <laughs> gym is where i be at so that that helps me too because i'll be ready to smack shit out of these uh children <laughs> and i can't <laughs> i can't i love my babies but y'all get on my nerves so you know the gym is definitely another way that i it keeps me positive because after i've worked out I don't, I don't care about what happened at work or what happened earlier like i'm good to go then yeah i i learned to not hold grudges like, it took me a while to get in that space. I used to let something that pissed me off at 9 o'clock in the morning, I'd still be mad at it at 9 p.m. And I'd be mad at everybody, like, don't fucking talk to me. Don't look at me too hard. <laughs> no, nothing. But I got into a space now where it's one moment and one day. Keep it moving. I hate feeling bad. I hate feeling angry. I hate feeling sad. It takes up too like, much energy. I don't like those emotions. I'm it, the opposite. I'm not doing all that. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to be angry. If I want to curse, I'm going to do it. Every every emotion had, needs its time. So if it's mm. something that hurt me, I'm going to let it hurt me for yeah, a minute. You, let you me express to, it. You need to feel that hurt because a lot of times, and this is just what I see even working from in spade, there's displaced anger because you suppressed it, whatever you was feeling. And because somebody didn't tie their shoe the, the way that you feel like they should tie, you kirking off. For what? But that don't need, but you're not even mad about that. you mad about some other shit, but you, right. it's, dis, it's displaced mm-hmm. anger. Um, we're going to do one more question before we take a quick music break. Okay, hold on. We're going to go uh, risque. We're going to be deep as shit over here. Let's just find something that's risque. No, we can split the cars up so everybody can have some cars. How about that? Oh, okay. There's some cars over here. Cards over there. Do you want some cars? Um, sure. Why not? Okay. But we're going to do this question right here. Oh, you must have really liked this question. (laughs) Name three lies a one-night stand will tell. Whew. They left something somewhere that's not with you. <laughs> Their reason for having to go is they left something somewhere at somebody's house. They had a house. family emergency. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm <single. laughs> now I'm single. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm single for yeah, the yeah, night. Yeah, for the night. Because I'm single. Oh, yeah, that's single for the night line. I don't know. My niggas be trying to move in and shit, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they move be homeless. In. They don't have no place to say. No, I'm joking. Oh, it's giving hobo sexual. Look, I done had a hobo sexual. It's giving hobo sexual. No, not the hobo sexual. 
the one, one time I tried to have a one night stand, they stayed for six months. So. Yeah, I never had a one night stand. There's no That's, one that I've ever slept with that I can't call, call the next day. Like a legit one night stand where y'all don't talk no more. Never. If I can't find somebody, he's dead. Uh, yeah, I ain't never had one of them, but I would do a one night stand I with a the, girl, the like, because I don't never want to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's some out of station. I've been. Pra- I'm a practicing lesbian. She is. She's a. I'm a. Pra- I'm sorry. So you practicing practice like bisexual. on vacation? Nah, like I'm. I'm getting. Oh, I'm warming here. myself up to she it. She asking I'm, bitches what's their favorite colors. On, on I mean, you know, <laughs> I just I'm exploring it. Not and on, seeing. Tinder. On, on Tinder. On Tinder. Yeah, I'll be looking for bitches on Tinder. Looking for bitches on Tinder. What's your five year plan? Bitch, get some hair. I know. I want to know these niggas and help them with their life. I mean, they gave them a job and shit. I'm sorry. I care about people. You buy diapers for Junior. I do. Like, I be caring about people. It's fine. Oh, no. It's fine. You just need to practice. That's why they always want to stay. Get you a night walker. Pay her forty dollars to get you some. I need a professional. The night walker. Well, I'm pretty sure it's somebody willing to. They they do it. I just be trying to get to know them, and then you know I don't want them to rush too fast. Why you if y'all if you just trying to fuck? What is it? Because I'm a people person. Like you know, I be interested in people's lives. No, see, I got lanes (laughs) for people. Like if we just on some fucking shit, we ain't talking about nothing personal. Okay. You know what your role is, your job is. Sneaky link for five years. I used to send the airplane. That was not a sneaky link for like, five what's years. Up? That's that's a relationship. That, that's that's five saying. years. It was not a relationship. <laughs> it was. Are we fucking tonight? Okay. What, what time you want me to pull up? God be there. Thank you. I had a ten year one, but the that, thing is, right? That's a long time to have that's a sneaky that's link. That's because we got all this ass back here. That's, 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 that's a long time. I get sick of motherfuckers. That wasn't a relationship because I definitely was talking to who I wanted to and do whoever else I felt like doing. Yeah, but but they be in their feelings and they be having a whole bunch of unnecessary emotions. Yeah, especially when you be like, you trying to cuddle, nigga, go home. Yeah, cuddle. We don't. I be cuddling this shit. You could tell me about your... Hell, <laughs> hell no. She want to know your grandmother. Right. No. How your mother know. used to put you in the closet and not feed See, you that, and shit. This is hey. why I got... It's lanes for motherfuckers. Like, I'm telling y'all. But I also mm-mm. can't do that no more. Yeah, but now now I ain't about that sneaky link life. I ain't about that, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm trying to be somebody's wife one day. One of these days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't got the patience for a sneaky link because, like you said, they begin to attach. Then they want to know what yeah, you're doing, where you at all the time. When I told him I was dating somebody, it was in his feelings. Yeah, they do that. Like, bro, I'm dating you too. Nah, you just be Shit. Up. But I, nigga, nigga, but you know, I feel like me, niggas is more emotional. Niggas off. But for me, that sneaky link was more so. See, this is why I had to go to therapy and just death <laughs> Because I, re- cause I realized therapy. that, okay, because I used to run. <laughs> I used to run for my feelings and my emotions. So okay. if a nigga was catching feelings, oh, I <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> like, what? Or if I was catching feelings, <laughs> oh, no, bitch. That was we her toxic shit, right? That was my toxic shit. So we, you know. I had to run. <laughs> but now, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, I'm really going to talk to this person and get to know this. I don't run no more. <laughs> but I used to be a runner. She's a runner. She's a runner. <laughs> like, for real though. Like, I used to run. And I liked the fact that I didn't have to worry about if it's, if his feelings was going to change. Like, I knew what it was. So, that's how you know it's a, that toxic P- shit. People be thinking that they can change your mind. 
Like, bro, my mind, not, if my if I came into this this way, my mind is never going to change. Yeah. But women do the same thing. I think men men and women have this thing, it's, it's ego, that's telling you that you can change somebody from who they've been. And sometimes you can if you're the right person, but if you are a sneaky link, that's how that person is viewing you, uh-huh. whether it's the yeah. man or the woman. Like, no I don't need you to change me. This yeah, is what like it is. is. Like, like first of all... You the upgrade from Sneaky Link is, is baby, baby mama. You <laughs> yeah. are Sneaky Link, so why would but, I be in a relationship with you? Like, I can't even trust you, let alone trust me being with you. Like, so, I want to see you two outside. <laughs> what happened? We're not going on no dates. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to be You can't eat either? Thing. You can't get a meal? A meal? What we needed? See, that is, that's is caring too did. much. It's the boundaries. That's why Sneaky Link shit don't work. You got to court me. I don't feel like you're going to have to take me out. Oh, now? Yeah, like, you got to take me out. Like, now it's different. Like, I need dates. I need all that. I need all that. You don't Sneaky Link no more? No, I don't Sneaky Link no more. Mm-hmm. So, where you get your dick from? Oh. Okay. Okay. I can. Sorry, Auntie. But I can happens. count on one hand how many times I had sex this year, so that that tells Damn. you. I mean, I just threw it, threw it over the two hands, so, you know, I feel you, though. So, you know, I really be cooling. It's only one person. Now what you put in the ear trying to be nosy with my... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only one person that has touched this body in the last year and a half, and that's one God, so... Oh, I thought you was about dropping in. Right. 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 And that's all Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all Kevin. Right. Like, okay. No name drops over here. No name drops over here. <laughs> I told myself that the next the, the next man that I have sex with is going to be my boyfriend. So, mm. so you just going to hold on to this thing yeah. no matter what? No, I'm just I won't be getting no dick until I get a boyfriend. Um. That's fine. God bless you. Kelly. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to stand in solidarity with Fearless Swagger. I'm going to try to do the same. <laughs> I went three months. And I was fine until I wasn't fine. <laughs> I was fine until I wasn't fine. We're, okay, One so it's, 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 a, it's a couple of fellas on my live. I'm going to tell y'all, females be wanting just as bad as y'all do, okay? Fact. Like, just don't bitch, lie about what the fuck you want. be acting like, oh, no, no, because... I would say if if that's all I want from you, I'd be like, you know what? I think you're attractive, but I just want the D. Like yeah. I don't want nothing else. Um, that was the old me, but I'm a little bit better now. But Coach Mia can't. Look, look at her. But females, but females do just be one straight. I went, I went 15 years with what? Before I was having sex, because fuck you thought. <laughs> I was going to say 15 years old. Then I was having sex in high school. That bitch found her vagina and they stopped playing with his sex. They stopped playing with his sex. Because fuck you thought. <laughs> okay, John. Mm. Yes, I'm am. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, this is my third bottle. No, I just, I just recently broke a nine-month hiatus. So just so y'all know, we ain't now, I was extra thirty days on this thing. It was eight months. I never now sounded bad because it was like a good. Nah, it was it was eight. It was eight. Hold on. It was eight I for could, sure. I know mine was a three. That that was. It was eight. It was oh, eight. Okay. I was trying to. Because what happened? Thank you. And I'm on an average of eight two months. <laughs> I'm married, and so I blame it on the drinks at Red Zone Blitz. Ooh, not the drinks at Red Zone Blitz. Well, listen, since we be going to Red 
Tone Blitz, I'm zero for zero, so I'm doing good. Do I get to pull my card? Yeah, oh, you got a card. I got one. Oh, Name three me. fetishes. Feet. Ass. It don't got to be ones we like, right? Because I don't even like feet. Uh, <laughs> I don't like feet either. Cuckold. It will be some experienced, advanced <laughs> ass shit that don't nobody even know about. Go ahead and expose yourself, Brittany. Now with, you got to explain with, it. With this uh, cuckold. <laughs> what is a cuckold? Go ahead, expose yourself, Stink. Go I, ahead. I've seen the word. Okay, Don't know Coach what Brett. it is. Okay, Co- Coach Brett with sex talk <laughs> sex on talk. a Sunday. Sex talk with Coach Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckold is when, you, you know, you fuck a nigga in front of your nigga. Oh. And he just watch. That's what cuckold and, is? And he gets off on it, yeah. Somebody uh, asked me that I want that type of their situation. Their future husband, and for disclaimer, like, I don't like that shit. Because I don't, I don't like, like to share. Either. Your dick is my dick, and I mean that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like <laughs> I ain't in the sharing. I got siblings, but we all spaced out. I ain't never had the <laughs> shit. <laughs> but you know who be doing that shit? Your motherfucking HR person at work. Your Hold on, Stank, because I'm HR. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Your, your, your HR person does not your, do Your that, motherfucking actually. accounts payable manager at work. Them little straight looking white ladies and white guys. They, they oh, be I, into I, that. I, HR is what a black. basement full of people just fucking each other. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people go to... We used to live next door. Well, my friend used to live next door to these people who had swinger parties. Not BDSM. And I really just minute, wanted to go Aaron. in. I just wanted to go in with a camera. I ain't really interested into that swinger life, but I'm intrigued to just see what the. F- what I just want to talk to them. I have so many questions. But you know, people get off on that stuff. I don't like the shit. All I, I think keep you- thinking about is diseases and stuff. I can watch it. I think everybody has a bit of voyeur, you know, voyeuristic feelings towards it. Because if you watch porno, you know, you like to watch yeah. people have sex. So I'm okay with watching. I'm not okay with watching. My, I don't never want to be in a situation Lose where I want to watch my husband my have sex yeah. with nobody else. Because now. now y'all both got it. Yeah, like, it's like, nah, because <laughs> I'm definitely taking his sideburns off, for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if it was something else, you know, I don't even think, you know... Maybe if you know random, I don't know. I can't. I can't think. Cause I don't want to tell myself. But I definitely feel that <laughs> my person, my my husband. No, nah, I don't want to see him have sex with somebody. No, I think. But that's they too have close. a whole community of married people that that's what they do. Yeah. They do. They yeah. share wives and swap wives. I've done been to the. Well, I ain't gonna say I've I've been in the vicinity of a party. Okay. And, which was in the parking lot. No, I had a, no, a hallway. I had a coworker who used to tell us about you gotta. It's a. It's exclusively. You're exclusively invited, and they always invite more women than they do men mm-hmm. at these okay. parties. And she was like, they were going there. She said she would never do nothing because her husband was a real jealous type. So what the fuck was y'all there for? But that ain't nothing. That ain't a place to go. But it's, she it's said not. like it's. And they, I was like, and they was really like in this area. They really be in PG yeah. County, and no. they be black folk. It's Listen, it's, it's black folk. Lot of yes, and I know some people who be hosting them parties. I've been to one. First of all, these motherfuckers were swinging in high school <laughs> when there would be two bitches skipping school with uh, twelve niggas. Somebody used to give head in the bleachers and like in Parkdale for ten dollars in the stairwell. <laughs> <These swingers, laughs> like y'all was swinging when these. I ain't never understand them kind of bitches who was who was fucking two and three niggas at the same time bitch you are 17 choo choo right. yeah, they like all the things at high point it was a couple of these at high point it was a couple of them chicks choo, at high point that was at every school room. like at every school 
neighborhood of niggas. A neighborhood of niggas. Every school, like, like every neighborhood, it was some bitches that was ran through by all the niggas. That's sad. That's a little bit much. And that's why, <laughs> and and that's why they on drugs, na- they they on drugs now. And that house still the hangout spot. Oh, that's oh, it's a shame. Mother still don't be home. <laughs> We're going to take a real quick music break. I'm going to play this song. A Smooth just released the video to this song called Right Back.
Welcome back, welcome back. Those who are just joining the DMV's Vibe Podcast today, we have Coaches Don't Play, Coach Britt and Coach Mia in, in the, the building. building. And the songs that I just played, with the first one was Right Back by A Smooth. Again, if you haven't seen his video, it is on available on YouTube right now. The song is called Right Back. And of course, I play phony people by none other than the one band. We still shit. waiting for y'all to drop y'all CD so we can have a new theme song. Thank you, cause I'm Please trying to get Throat Baby on the iPhone. I love Throat Baby. Throat Baby. Every time they play that song, the whole club. Listen, they? when they played Throat Baby last night, they just gotta end the show every time. <laughs> Throat Baby. 
China bust on Louis. Yeah, she be all she be hella into it. You know? I, I was party. I was in my jam last night. Do you understand? And it was so many people in there. It was, but I was in the corner party like shit in my Amazon outfit. Yes, Amazon. Okay, shout out to the Amazon leggings because my thing was thangin' last night. Okay. <laughs> her thang thangin' right now. <laughs> she woke up in her thing was thangin'. It's fine. It's not new news. It's right, fine. Right. So, um, why would we take take that mini break? We were talking a little bit about trying to do community events and um, because I've had this discussion before with so much stuff going on in our area specifically, um, of trying to get more people involved to do community outreach and give the kids something else to do. Because to be surrounded by violence as much as they have been in the last, what, year and a half, especially since the pandemic, the numbers have gone up. Um, so trying to plan something that would be family friendly um but really based on for the specific age of like fifth grade up to high school um it's going to be something that we're going to be trying to work on for shooting for the beginning of next year um but i definitely want to get a program started where we can take kids on trips that is and experience them to different cultures mm. and different things because the more they're exposed to, the more they understand that it's more than just gun violence and poverty. Um, it plays a big effect on how they grow up. What you're exposed to plays a big effect on how you grow up and how you think. Um, so we're going to be working on that and we'll definitely be reaching out to y'all because I do want to work with more um podcasters in the DMV area. I have had a chance to work with some. <clears throat> <laughs> I felt the shade on that one. Like, what happened? Y'all all right? Oh, Are we yeah. Okay. yeah, we're going to stay in a positive space. That's <laughs> all right. They, they was just our negative speed bump. That's all they were. <laughs> but That's I said I have we, high hopes of going forward. We booming. And that person is still in the same spot that they were Ooh. in. So. You see the balance here. See, I, I'm the nice one. She 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 gonna say what she want to say. It's fearless <laughs> for a reason. For a reason. Just now. Um, what do we have to look forward to, y'all, from season two? Just a little preview. You ain't gotta give us all the tea. Just a little preview. Why are you looking at me? Every time you look at me like that, you expect me to fucking speak. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. God damn, dog. <laughs> um, one thing that's exciting for us for season two is that we're bringing in a, a male perspective um, for a couple of episodes. Not every episode, but this um, person, this male, he has a very different um, perspective on every fucking thing there is to have a the conversation. Sounds like Doug, Mr. Perspective. Listen, he is going to think counter to everything we say. So, um, I think that he, Keenan, will be an absolute great addition to Coaches Don't Play, and um, because we absolutely like women empowerment, absolutely, but we value men. We value mm -hmm. our black men. 
in a great way black fathers and he's a black father and um men who, because most of the time these niggas don't be having shit on their mind they so, don't mm-hmm. you know we just appreciate a man with perspective someone who has an opinion someone who has a stance um so that's one thing our street team us going out in the street and having conversations with the people actually getting the thoughts and opinions of people out everywhere um, because the DNA of CDP is definitely having that conversation going. So it, it doesn't stop with just us talking. It doesn't stop with us having guests on our show. It doesn't stop with our Down the Rabbit Hole segment where we go live on our page and we talk about um, controversial subjects and conspiracies and, and the sky and the universe and the sea and all of that shit, right? Um, but we're actually going to get in the street and we're going to talk to people that we wouldn't normally engage with on a daily basis. Ask questions, get some responses. Yes, because as much as we think that we are evolved as women and we have, you know, an open way of thinking, I would think, you know, there's still other people who have other, you know, perspectives to even offer us. So absolutely, um, I think that it's amazing to get out in the street and actually talk to the people. Don't forget down the rabbit hole. That's our, um our live segment where we go into conspiracy theories and stuff like that so those is a lot of those that's another side of the conversations that people really don't have it's like you know a small group and we're not trying to tell nobody how they need to think or just open up your mind to this might be a possibility Mm -hmm. you know for different things like that so that's every other thursday well twice a month on thursdays we do the down the rabbit hole segment on thursdays at 7 p.m um also our pop-up that we're working on mm-hmm. and working with other podcasts you know number one reason of being here with you ladies today to work with other podcasts and get the conversations going with other people of color other women other men um and we're definitely open to expanding that to other people as well yeah that's been a big thing for me um just being open to trying new things Cause it's like you you never want to get comfortable with what you're doing because then it starts feeling like all right this is too easy it's just another thing on my list so always challenging yourself and taking in more information mm-hmm. has been really big a big key like we've touched a lot of topics um i think probably the best segment we had was probably sexual assault awareness yeah sexual assault awareness. that was a heavy episode it was definitely um a heavy show honestly I just want to say shout out uh, to Damo uh, Tigger, as y'all know him. Um, that was, I think, one of the episodes that he really watched. And um, that episode, for me personally, like, a lot of my friends and my family didn't even know, you know what I'm saying, that I had my own story to tell. And um, I think that brought awareness to a lot of people that really didn't know that I had a story to tell. Um, but I, I definitely say shout out to Demo because I feel like that's what started him wanting to come on the show. And yeah, I, yeah. I had talked about it before um, on social media once I had gotten to a space where I was healed enough to even talk about it. But talking about it on, the, on this platform was a lot different. It's like, okay, just let me get through the story without having no tears. But I understood the importance of talking about it because there's so many people who... Um, not just with sexual assault. This month was Domestic Violence Awareness Month, um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So the more that we talk about 
people who've even experienced it or have had to deal with it, it opens, it, it gives that space where people start to feel a little bit comfortable talking mm-hmm. about it. And I know um, a lot of us were raised in generations where whatever happens in here, don't leave out, don't leave out mm-hmm. them doors. Right. For sure. But I just feel like our generation um, is a little bit different, especially... I would definitely say those that are in their late 20s, 30, 30s now going on up, like, we're different. Like, I've had conversations where my friends are like, oh, yeah, I'm with the therapy girl. Let me tell you what my therapist told me today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, looking at, like, our parents and grandparents, like, oh, they went to church. Right. <laughs> they're going to pray over you. They're going to oh. pray about Let you. Let hands <laughs> on you. Jesus in my therapist. Okay. <laughs> you, you got both of them. Because <laughs> mental health, mental health is important not just for women but for men especially black men especially black men our black men it's okay to go to therapy y'all we tell y'all this every sunday they really need healing and shout out to the black males that have been on our show that have definitely talked about therapy and how they have gone to therapy um yeah almost every black man we had on is definitely yeah because when we had creative minds in here they Mm -hmm. talked about going to um therapy damo talked about therapy um so definitely go to therapy black man it's okay i think we're in a space in this generation this age where we know we can heal now so Mm -hmm. therapy isn't taboo to speak about anymore Mm -hmm. like our parents they didn't know that they could heal they were still in that what happens in the house stays mm-hmm. in the house. They're going to suffer in silence. And, and just you know, going through day to day with that trauma. Exactly. Or the 80s crack era. You know, they, they definitely, they use drugs to kind of, you know, ease that pain from whatever is going on, that mental health. So this era, we definitely know that healing is an option. Yeah. It's spoken about more publicly and it's accepted now and therapy is okay before it wasn't a problem though it was like this is life this is what this is what adulthood is like we i think we were really we were definitely taught that like oh it it, life ain't easy it's all about bills and everything else living from paycheck to paycheck and this is what you're doing yeah it's no way out (laughs) no like i i'm not on this earth to live paycheck to paycheck like normalized have especially in the black community like it's okay to have nice things it's okay yeah. to live in luxury it's okay it for is. you to go get facials and to get vajayshals which i'm a big fan of and all like it's okay let's discuss it can we discuss this vajayshal <laughs> oh, because is this when they blow the steam on it because yeah, let me yeah. tell you i had a yoni like, steam like the exfoliant and the whole so well you get waxed first so you get you know all that taken off okay no let's let's stop there mm-hmm. because see i'm scared with all this i'm not trying to put all this ass and mingling face okay so, so i go my I my uh, wax woman or my esthetician <laughs> she's black really okay oh uh, yeah so i get my nails done by a black girl i get my hair done by black women i my wax black on yeah everything yes, is black, black on um so with the vajayshal i really like getting the vajayshals i always get that couple with my brazilian wax i'm a little late but i'm going on friday um <laughs> so with her so she waxed you first but when she comes down to waxing the booty she now some people do have you sit on all fours, but she doesn't have you sit like that. So you lay back and you put your knees That's up. That's how I feel. And then she waxes you like that. Now, but there are some wax ladies that really be heavy. You turned over on. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, when I think, and I'm sorry, TMI to any 
everybody who's on live and everybody who's watching, right? Most of what needs to be waxed, you can access with me on my back. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm on all fours, it ain't no hair. You yeah, gotta worry she about only, getting right So, there. most like, of the time, you're you're laying down, but your legs are in a butterfly position. Man. And, you know, she waxes. For me, the, the more painful part is when she gets closer to the, the lip part. That's the part. That's the worst part. That's the worst part. It's the lips. <laughs> but <laughs> everything else is fine. <laughs> so, once she does that, then if you have any extractions, because ladies... That is skin, so you do have to take care of it. You do have to yeah. exfoliate and everything else because it's skin just like. I just did a sugar sh- uh, scrub on mine the other day. Yeah, so I so, so when and then that's another thing. When you do get your waxes, you still have to exfoliate. So after you get the wax, so she'll do the waxing and then she'll steam it if i have any extractions because we do get blackheads we do get white like we get pimp, we get it's skin so you get those type of things so if she has anything that she needs to extract she will and then she'll do like a mask and different oils and stuff and then boom i need your lady okay yeah. i definitely yeah. me too because i want a vajayshu i want a vajayshu i want a wax then a vajayshu yeah so that's what you so it's called do hers is called the melon kitty you don't come do you no, because that don't turn me on. Because I'd be like, bitch, hurry up and get this shit off. Look, like, and I'm all looking to see if she do happy endings. I should try and wait till she finishes the story. There are some women who I, who have said, like, when they get the wax, they get excited because the wax is kind of warm. I so, think I'm going to get wet. So feeling that warm sensation, get wet they, do get, get wet? they do I get wet. I don't get because wet. I be thinking about everything under the sun but dick. So. Hey. hey, dog, no, because I'm thinking about being in somebody's son's mouth and my pussy going to fall off the bone. I be, no. <laughs> I be excited that they touching on me. Look, my, my OBGYN can't do a breast exam. I be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm getting the turn on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't get turned on. Plus, I went to high school with her, so it's like oh, okay. that's my homegirl. So like, you got Toya waxing you and shit. You so we just be in that talking to keep my mind off. I'm gonna it. say so. Would you saying that because so I know somebody who I'm cool with, but then there's this thing like, do I really want them touching me? Down I don't there? We care, cool. Girl, wax this vagina. I don't care. <laughs> Cause I'm not looking at it like that. Like we went to school together. We was close in high school. I don't care. Go. Now that I don't care about. That I think a lot of people always ask that. And it's like, you going to be nervous? And it's more so a level of comfort with her because I know her. So it's like, girl, now you really know me because you see my vajayjay. So it's like. It's going to be whole strange. I wouldn't even want nobody to see hair on my pussy. Like, I think that's just a violation. I be throwing this thing up on the table like, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who it is. <laughs> I mean, she gonna see it anyway. I know she sure is. But I don't like giving nobody no hairy pussy. But the more the more that you get your wax done, the thinner the hair becomes, and it grows back. It takes longer for it to grow back. Like I'm too weak. I waited two weeks too late to get mine done. So you normally go every two weeks. You supposed to go every four to six weeks. Okay, so you. So I usually try to go every six weeks. Um, so I'm probably. Closer to eight, but my birthday's coming, so I'm like, let me wait it just in case my son wants to, you know. Okay. Because uh, I just thought you said you weren't giving nobody nothing. See how people be like, like her birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. My birthday. <laughs> that drink you drank. My birthday and the wine that kicked in, so. <laughs> but yeah, um, are amazing. I suggest that women definitely take care of your vagina the same way that you take care of your face and everything else because that is skin. 
It is skin. Ladies, hit me up if you do something gay with your face <laughs> with your vajayas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coach me, you're looking for happy endings. <laughs> you know, you do something gay. Just hey, make sure y'all exfoliate because women don't exfoliate. Exfoliate your vajayas, okay? Because it's it's skin. Man, I be telling people your whole body. Do your whole body. Well, yeah, I definitely exfoliate. It's a process. I have a getting ready chair, and when I tell you, I sit and I like moisturize every inch of me, and like crevices and everything. I got products for different shit and shit. It's a process. Like no, nah, for real. Like um, I gotta give my vagina to other people since I take so much care of it. Yeah, take care of your vagina, ladies. Like seriously. Like, and wax for yourself. Don't wax for him. Do it for yourself. I like just walking out of there with a wax. Yeah. And then I already then got excited. So now I'm just like, it's like, no. it's, it's like this brand new. <laughs> okay. Walking and shit, sliding past each other. I just got that joint detailed. Yes. Somebody power wash your ass. Hey, I'll be ready. <laughs> Don't let my dress blow up. Okay, Marilyn Monroe. Every time the wind blew too hot. <laughs> right. That's why I always wear a dress. <laughs> Not because of the convenience, mind. because of the blowout when you walk it That's out That's why I'm scared to get a piercing. Because my, my thighs who are, print, who no are pierced down there. <laughs> I went with somebody who got pierced down there, and I was just like... And That's no, my I'm, next person. No, I'm scared it's going to fuck around and hit the wrong vessel or like Mm-mm. nerve or something, and it's going to clip my clitoris like the happy one. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get the top, though. I, I like piercing. So, so, like the hood? The yeah, hood I'm going to get the That's hood. That's the one yeah. I wanted, not the clip. No. I'm not doing anything In to my, my mind, I'm just <laughs> nervous that it's going to get caught on something while I'm getting dressed. Well, I, I have a friend then who has one. Then you can have sex for like, a couple when weeks. When the wind blows, like, it's like, woo. You know, when you walk a certain way, like you have hey, orgasms. Like and I don't want to be walking through the middle of the hallway. I, and I'm just like, amazing. Oh. You know how I'm going to got to be open to get wind in my coochie. <laughs> it's amazing. I punked out from getting Highly my nipples pierced. <laughs> so I did get my nipples pierced. Okay, so now the world knows I have my nipples pierced. Um, I didn't punk out though. I punked out because one I got was both more sensitive than the other one. And just by the way they was holding it, I was like, this ain't going to work out. <laughs> We're going to get something else pierced That's today. my best piercing. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like... It took too long to heal. It's it did a, take a long time to heal. Like it did take a while for... One of my nipples healed, healed faster than the other one. It did take a while for them to heal. Um, and the whole, my whole breast hurt. Yeah. The whole See, mine didn't. So, I went and got them done New Year's Eve. Like that much today. Yeah, I don't. I don't have no titties for a big girl like I do. God was like, "Hey, get get the ass." Definitely don't have no titties. Um, Meanwhile, I dipped in both pockets. It was like it was like a like a burning sensation. Okay, so when you get if you're getting both of them done, when you get the first one done. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But the second one, you know that shit coming. You know yeah. it's coming. So and it's like, hurts. Second one, that second that one it hurts. That piercing hurts so bad. Because you know it's coming. And then that you have one to hurt. sleep in like Well, a- I'm going to live vicariously through y'all because I'm not getting But I'm done. trying to tell you, dog, you like with a nipple piercing, it's very sensitive. You can come off a straight nipple play. And I, what, just I ain't never in my goddamn life came off no nipple play. I have. <laughs> Mine were chill. actually dead before piercings. Mine were dead. I didn't have, like, sensation or anything. Then I got the piercings, 
Because like, these like, persons, oh, okay. I'd be like, yeah, go on. Really? Yeah, I, I could, I could I've come never. off a straight nipple play. Yeah. I think I just have too many children to come off nipple play. Like, I'm going to just feel, I don't even like getting my titty sucked on. None. Because it just feels like breastfeeding and, <laughs> nah. Uh, well, yeah, nope. I ain't got no kids. <laughs> Sorry, I got enough for the both of us. Because <laughs> I don't play with it. I'm like, ugh, it just makes me uncomfortable. I don't like being felt on like that. So. Yeah, nah, the, yeah, that, it's definitely. And I like the jewelry. I don't know. Like, for myself, my, the reason I went and got it, I think my, my kid was like, five six seven months or something like that and i needed something to make me feel like me again like mm. i needed something some to make sexy me feel shit. Sex, some sexy shit because i just felt like a mom your titties leaking you c-section and all kind of shit and you just worrying about the baby i needed some shit that when i took my clothes off i was like damn that go bread like that go Come some on, spiciness or something <laughs> okay so yeah because like you'd be like okay nipple piercing yeah, and when you plop them out like hey and then the thing about it is, is you know when people well now the whole world knows my nipple twist, but when a man <laughs> don't know your nipple twist and he see he be like, Ooh. but the other niggas <laughs> who <laughs> are experienced with nipple piercings, they be like it make your titties taste like pennies. Well, shit, that mean that that bitch ain't wash her nipples. Taste, yeah, she ain't cleaning that joint. My nipples don't taste like fucking copper. My nipples don't taste like copper. So that means that uh, I think it depends on the type of ring you got. If you cleaning it yes. and all of that changing shit, changing it. Cause... Bitches that had the same nipple ring for seven years. Okay, because I be changing. I was mad as shit because okay, so I couldn't take out one of them, so I had to go back to a piercing place to get them taken out. And it was a lady, and she was like, a guy must have did your nipple piercing because she was like, why did Because the bar was so tight, I couldn't unscrew it. So she, mm-hmm. like, she had to unscrew it. She was like, a guy did your piercing, didn't he? And I was like, yeah. Because she was like, they always tighten screw, it up. They always <laughs> screw the bars on so tight. <sighs> well, it's to know for me if the wind blows too hard. <laughs> I can have a bra on the wind blows too hard. I'm like, whoa. So. Nah, for real, like, when I'm cold, like, it's like this weird sensation that I get. With the piercings now. Mm-mm. Like when I'm super, like when I'm freezing. Nah. No. And then when I'm in the gym, when I have my sports bra on, like. How do you feel about the prints? Because uh, this one is. It's tacky. She thinks I it's don't want to see no motherfucking nipple piercing, nipple prints, or nothing. So, I there's it. a page that I follow you, on Instagram. It's called like boob- boobies or some <laughs> shit like that. So, she thinks that's like sexy. But for me, like. I had to, okay, so I had a glow in the dark nipple ring because I think that shit's sexy. Like, ooh, lead your way to the nipple and shit. Um, <laughs> but it was big, so it made me feel uncomfortable because when I'm in the gym, like, my pre-workout that I take makes my nipples hard. And it does this to everybody because me and my trainer take the same pre-workout and his nipples be hard too. So, but it makes me feel uncomfortable because it's like everybody's seeing this big-ass fucking ring through my sports bra. So See, you don't like it either. This yeah. bitch will be out here all full nipple exposed that's because i have great breast i have great breast for a woman who has had a couple of kids my breasts sit up so i like to be in you know halters and different things like that and just show yeah, the, I the, the print <laughs> I, I enjoy them i enjoy how they look right now so you know but i'm also a walking contradiction because i'll walk out with my show sometimes anyway because what happened so but i still think it's tacky i just be tacky i think it's i think it's cute jewelry it's a body ornament just like any other you know i i think that if i got them you de- i definitely want you to see them you know like everybody do you Fine. think it's maybe like anybody are you saying it's just it. a time and place <laughs> for that's what you're no saying? she doesn't like it at all she thinks it's tacky for a woman to come out like that your but that's why I, but that's like the argument of women it's tacky to wear a bonnet outside 
Like it's okay. Well, I ain't wearing no bonnet outside unless I'm going to the mailbox. But that's just me. I don't. I won't wear a bonnet unless it's like an African bonnet because I really like cute African oh, bonnets. Well, I and have stuff. been in the gym with a bonnet on, but it was like early in the morning. See? I don't like okay. women in bonnets outside, but I also don't like the argument of women with bonnets outside because yeah. it is a black woman specific argument, and I don't like yeah. nobody else yeah, having opinions about if black I'm women catching a flight early in the morning you get that that's what I'm saying. Like, it's if, fine if, if, i don't mm-hmm. like it but if you do it i'm it's like it is what it is yeah. but don't make it a fucking movement of black women can't right. wear okay wear when white like, when white fuck? women will wear the hell out some damn flannel pajama pants Ooh. at fucking walmart but you telling me my damn bonnet is offensive. Meanwhile, Becky got these fucking flannel pajamas that her ass been sleeping in for the last four years. Them ashy ankles. Them ashy ankles. what you want to wear. Yo, I forgot white people could get ash until I seen a bunch of them in the grocery store. It was off the late night, too. And they, was they was ashy. They white had them little slide-on mule slippers. That's a damn. They feet heal. is cracked up. Them pills be cracked up. <laughs> you ain't got but a drop of melanin. And bitch, if you can get <laughs> <laughs> And every time I still be looking at them people like, see, this is why I can't claim y'all all the way. This is the shit y'all be doing. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm going to ask this question to everybody. What is your passion project right now? Your passion project. I don't know. Alright, so I'm writing a book this is right now. I know, I was waiting for this question. Okay. Um, so I'm writing a book, and it's basically going to be about moving forward, unpacking your shit. So it's called Moving Day, Learning to Unpack Your Shit. And it was actually what Coaches Don't Play was supposed to be, but since it's turned into this great thing, um, it's Moving Day, Learning to Unpack Your Shit. And it's just learning to, like, let things go and stop making the excuse that this is who I am or this is what I went through mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just learning how to move forward and move forward in a healthy way. We don't got to keep breathing life into dead shit. You know, it's time to let it go and not using it as an excuse to move forward. So um, that's a passion project of mine right now. And coaches don't play. You didn't have to put that as a I mean, I'm just, it's not a footnote. Coaches don't play. It's very important. It has been a passion for a very long time. And um, getting to see it in fruition is just, you know, that's big for me right now. Because it's been sitting on the brain for years. And it's the first time it's really been coming out. I feel that. My turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I talked about this a bit on the finale of season one. Where I said that, you know, my past and the way that I grew up, I wasn't allowed or I wasn't afforded the ability to dream, to be creative, to think of something beyond this moment. Mm -hmm. So all I've known is to be able to survive. So my dear Coach Mia has planted a seed and Coaches Don't Play is my passion project when it comes to um, having one or whatever because I think that my past experiences and everything bring something unique to the table when it comes to coaches don't play so coaches don't play is a passion for mine because I'm able to do that thing that I've, do, I've done privately forever in in that coach's seat um, but also in the seat of a player as well so coaches don't play is my passion project <laughs> okay. so sentimental in that. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it my turn 
All right, so um, my passion project or something that I'm just like super passionate about is um, health. Um, for those of you that have been following my social media or following my Instagram, y'all know my weight loss journey. Um, that in four years I've lost 150 pounds. Yes. yes. Um, and so I'm very passionate about that, especially being a woman of color and being a what would be considered a BBW because I want women to feel comfortable in their skin and I want women BBWs to understand that you can be big but you can be fit at the same time um so I am still in the process of writing my book and um that is something that I am working on finishing because I want to give people a perspective of what weight loss is from a psychological point of view because we always talk about the physical aspect of it but we don't talk about the psychological part of it um, especially for those of you if you're someone like me who literally has been a bigger all your life so um, and even at losing 150 pounds like I'm not going to be but so small because genetics plays a role so my passion is for women to feel comfortable in their skin, but also be healthy as a plus size woman. Um, y'all know how I feel about Lizzo. I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but I'm going to say this disclaimer again. She does not represent me as a member of the BBW community. She's talking about Lizzo ass. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, my, my biggest passion is for women to, um, especially BBW women, to feel comfortable in their skin, but to be healthy. Because when you look at, um, you got SBBWs and all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, you love yourself, but you're not going to be here that much longer, sis, because you're not healthy. So it's nothing wrong with being a plus-size woman. I just want you to be healthy so you can be here. So that's one of my biggest um, passions. Interesting. I have a friend who recently had had the bariatric surgery. And Mm -hmm. she said that that's been one of her concerns is it took her a while to accept being a plus-size woman. And now she's rapidly losing weight and she has to accept the fact that she's not a plus size woman or she may not be a plus size depending on how much she lose weight or that she's not the idea of what plus size was for her and who am I gonna be yeah it's still um just for me like it still was a struggle to realize like I'm not that 330 pound girl like going shopping for me was like girl you don't wear a 2x no more like that's not your size like this is not so it plays a lot on your psyche um now i didn't have surgery so i I really like busted my ass to get this shit um no shade to people who have surgery because i know everybody's journey is different because i have friends who have had surgery um but it does play a role on your mental because you literally like i've when I was always the fat friend, always the friend that nobody was checking for. And so now that I'm smaller and I really feel like I've glowed up and I've humbly glowed the fuck up, it's just like I'm not used to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not used to guys wanting to talk to me, guys asking me for my number, God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always felt like even as a big girl, like I felt like I was a fantasy. 
because you that's what you hear. Like, you yeah. know, men be like, Oh, big girls got the wettest and you know Drake had y'all thinking that he really liked BBWs. <laughs> no the fuck he don't. He was, he was talking about, about surgery. BBL bitches. That's a size damn fourteen. That bitch had her stomach sucked out and put exactly. in her ass. Exactly. That's what he was talking about. He's not talking about no real woman. That's sitting on this side of the studio right now. That got real <laughs> ass. And we, you know, we got real jiggles and, and shit uh, like that. He, he, but he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't talking about us. Changed Drake entire fucking life. He wasn't talking about us. But I'm just, but I just really want people to really understand, like, weight loss, whether you have surgery, whether you do it naturally, it still plays a big role on your psyche because especially and that's just with anything if you've been in a certain place for your life for a long period of Mm -hmm. time that change it's hard to accept and it's hard to deal with yeah sorry um passion project probably have to be the podcast like i had done separate shows or recorded lives here and there but Radio and TV broadcasting has always been, like, my niche. It's always been what I wanted to do. I just, I don't be fucking, all the schoolwork behind it, it just be like, mm, mm. Can I, I already know the technical part. I just don't know all the knowledge that I need to be certified. But this project, starting the podcast, has helped me reach like a new level of healing to be able to be transparent and I think really getting people's responses and feedback all the positive feedback we get back is like what makes me be more passionate about it so like if I have a week where I have to miss it I'll be like man I feel like my whole week gonna be thrown off I will say that this has been like an interesting journey because I never that I'd be sitting here behind the microphone people actually would be listening to me and be interested in what I have to say so um, this has definitely been um, different I enjoy it though like I like y'all I appreciate y'all tuning in you know showing us love but I really like it's crazy but I really do want to shout out the one band and Damo because y'all definitely the that support con- is there. Yeah, that connection is really, you know what I'm saying, something that's really got us booming. It's, it's really been a helpful thing. Um, so I just want to say shout-out to y'all. Shout-out to Miss T. Like, I really do. I appreciate y'all. It's nothing but genuine love. Yeah, I still um, be All in shock sometimes when people be stopping me. If I, oh, yeah, I just followed your page or you so-and-so. I'd be like, wait a minute, it's still COVID. You still COVID. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, say where you know me from first. I'll just walk <laughs> up and start talking. <laughs> but, now nah, we appreciate um, all the love and getting to share our story. Um, the, I feel like the further I go, the more transparent I have to be. Mm-hmm. Because people always see the happy side, they don't necessarily get to see the work that goes in behind it. Yeah. And um, so I appreciate everybody. I think we just had a taste passion. of that. Well, not just a taste of it, but I think we just recently discovered that, like maybe about August, and we had just got started in July, and then seeing people like, "Oh, y'all, you got a pod? Don't you got a podcast? Don't you got a podcast?" That was new. Then it was getting a video out there and then worrying how many views it was going to be. 
And then it was like, all right, well, you know, people watching it, we good, you know. And then it was, you know, it's always summer. We're not gonna have enough people. And then you know, your stuff grow. Shit just grows. Word, words get spread so quickly. You see the analytics keep going up, and you see the numbers keep going. It's like, okay, <laughs> it makes it feel like everything you put in is worth it. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely worth the hard work for sure. Can I ask why you named it Coaches Don't Play? Because. So, coaches don't play is actually something that my dad used to say. But then there was a meme that was out and it said, well, why don't you do this? Well, why don't, why don't you see, uh, you know, play, you know, why don't you take your own advice or something like that? And then it's, um, oh, because coaches don't play. So, it was like, that's a shitty way to look at it, that you don't take your own advice. You don't take your own advice because... You're really not qualified to give advice for one, mm-hmm. because if you knew better, you would do better. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a false sense of I can help everybody, but I just avoid helping myself. So you can't really call yourself a coach if you aren't your, your star pupil. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to be the star player. And I think people get away from that. So it's all it was always it was like a game almost or a joke to just say, oh yeah, nah, coaches don't play. I don't got I can't find a good man, but I can give all this good man advice because coaches don't play. No, you ain't qualified to get that shit. You know, you need to mm-hmm. start playing. Apparently, they need to put you in the game. Um, so that's where we, you know, put me in the game, coach. <laughs> put me in the game, coach. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Is it's, it's, trash. It's, it's trash. That's mm-hmm. such a trash thing. That's trash for our kids. Hey, parents, stop telling y'all kids that. Yeah. Kids follow your example. People follow your example. They're not worried about what you're talking about, especially if you're not doing yeah. it. Now, if you doing it, and then you showing me like, yeah, like that's like a person spending a bunch of money and then telling you, you no. know, oh, this is a financial. Let me teach you financial literacy. No, mm. what the hell? You can't tell me well, shit. My, my dad taught me financial literacy. I just wasn't listening because I just thought he was broke, <laughs> but he was adulting. <laughs> he was adulting like a motherfucker. Um, do y'all have y'all want to ask one of y'all questions from y'all cards to make it a little spicy? Mine. Hmm. mine all disgusting. Yeah, that's the nasty one. Oh, you want one of these? Yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, the good clean cards, the good conversation <laughs> ones, the good conversation ones. I don't know. We might have to go to these before next week. <laughs> Y'all, please tune in to next week because it's gonna be an interesting show. Next week, it's gonna it's gonna be lit in here. It's gonna be lit. A lot of high energy and personality. Who <laughs> I'm gonna have to smoke before next week's show though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Are y'all 420 friendly? Uh, edible wise, I am. Yeah, more edibles than. Um... I'll smoke once I'm I'm cleared all the way. This new job, but right now I'm like, mm, I can just get this edible real quick and get it out of my sister. <laughs> what you looking for? Yeah, I'm looking for cards. He said okay. she's trying to find a good one. Okay, well, let me let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all a, a, a down the rabbit hole question. Okay. okay. Oh, Lord. All right. What do you guys think about? Will and Jada situation. Bitch, do not. No, because I just want to understand people where they where they coming from with this. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now that I don't think J Cole want that Will and Jada love no more. (laughs) But um, I didn't watch. I'll start by saying I didn't watch the whole Red Table Talk in regards to the The, Gwyneth Paltrow. I I haven't watched it yet, but I think. 
that a lot of times social media takes one portion of her conversation and makes it go super viral. But that's what Jada said, though. Like, she said the whole conversation was taken out of context. Because that's not what she said at all. What's being posted is not what she said on that show. need to watch the whole Red Table Talk to really understand, like... Because she didn't even say that. Like, you know, I think that was the problem. That was a whole lie. That wasn't even taking a snippet and running with it. It was literally something completely different than what she said on the show. Like, I appreciate Jada and her family having this transparency, but their marriage is just weird. And it's always been, like, something that has been talked about that's just been different, I guess. Because, I don't know. Um... But I just feel like some some things just should not be for social media. I think what has happened is because once they open the door and acknowledge that that there was an August outside in the situation, uh-huh. she'll never do right. Ever she'll again. never do right. She'll now never, Will and had fifty lem girls, and, and but Jada whether, will never do right. Whether Will was accepting of it, whether he was knowledgeable of it, he was okay with it going on or not. She will never recover or because now this is who she's presented to be. Right. So no matter what she says. So like y'all said, like what she what's been going around isn't what she said. But as soon as she says anything, mm-hmm. it's spun because now we know you was fucking August Alcina while you was while you were on a separation from, from Will. Will. Now I think it's still trash that she was messing with August Alcina because that's not really too much of a difference with R. Kelly. Yeah, and she played with that man emotions. She did. Now, now let me let me say this. I won't say she played with him because I don't know how honest she was to that young man. Yeah. You know, um, because I mean, women do that. Oh, I'm thinking it's more than what it is, and it's not. You know, I told you what it is. I, I'm still a married woman. Me and my husband is on the fritz. People don't know about it. I think Will and Jada have the best relationship. I do. I think they like he he's talked about it from his perspective a couple of times on live and just. I think they have been a great example of how to let each other grow. Yes. And still be able to communicate with each other. I know that on their Red Table Talk with each other, with the whole August Alcina thing, they did say that they, in in that separation, they had no intentions of getting back together. And so I'm like, well, I kind of understand why, you know, she might have been talking to somebody else. It just... Like it had to Is be it no one likes up? to see no one likes to see what the ugly part of marriage though. That's the problem. It's mm-hmm. like everything is not cute pictures and every so as soon as you have an issue in your marriage, it's like, oh well, you know, they just need a divorce. They just need that's not how marriage works. You know, marriage is hard. I divorced my husband in thought once a week. <laughs> roughly once a week. And because it gets difficult to coexist some with someone in a healthy way. There is no control. There is no you know, just craziness going on and we're just dressing it up as love. Nah, like I'm learning myself. I'm learning how to make myself coexist with you and be a parent on top of that. So it's a lot of pressure. So they're living theirs more a little out loud, you know, but I think that people have gotten so used to just man and woman and somebody end up cheating and that's fine. But Jada's the woman that cheated. I don't think it would have been the same backlash if Will had have come out and got caught with one of his women. With women. So. Yeah. I think it has been a great perspective though because we always see guys do what Jada did. So I think it's been good to see this other difference and it lets people know that they remind them they're human too. For um, sure. 
I couldn't imagine having a relationship that was that public for that long. Because I'd probably be in lockup or something. But <laughs> like, That's why that, they're able to do it now. Because they're not the Will and Jada that was big. You know what I mean? They're kind of fizzing out as in popularity. They're just respected black actors. You know, yeah. They're goaded. Yeah, they're they don't have to worry actors. about Like Jamie Foxx. If you found out something about Jamie Foxx, who cares? It's Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Fox, it's Jamie. your homie's ex-wife. Like, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead, Jamie. Do what you want to do. <laughs> you can do that. But when you are, it's not what's hot, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't he dating, um, what's the face, ex-wife? Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruises, yeah. But he was fucking with somebody else now. I don't even think he with her. Katie Holmes. And I was just like, wow, this is a weird couple. Okay. But, I, you know, Jamie Foxx, you never seen him yeah, link to a black woman, but no. he definitely said that he's not, like, he's definitely, like, ride or die with black women, but he just. He doesn't choose them to fuck. Yeah. Or choose them to like take seriously. Mm-hmm. He probably fucks them. For me, I mean, we, we had this talk <laughs> before that I don't care who you date if you choose to date outside your race. Just don't let your excuse be because don't. of something that a black yes. one don't black woman did bash to bash the black woman, Kevin Samuels. Oh yeah, I was gonna Let's ask y'all about, about him. Let's talk yeah. about Kevin Samuels. <laughs> <y'all about that. laughs> oh, we was getting to it. We was gonna get Kevin to Samuels. it. He up in the closet. This is my thing, right, about Kevin Samuels. He ain't wrong. He up in the closet. Kevin Samuels. He says a lot of things. Absolutely not wrong. His delivery is fucked up, and that's what's selling and going viral. It's his delivery. It's the delivery. And the fact that you come across as a fake ass homosexual man for real. That you just come out the closet with it, but Kevin Samuels ain't really wrong. Nah. You feel me? Because you can't be in the hood on Section Eight desiring your nigga to make six figures. No, okay, now cannot. in that sense, okay. But there's some stuff that he says that I don't always necessarily agree with. Like what? Let's I just don't. You. First of all, I don't like how if a woman considers herself a ten, she's a fucking ten. Don't do that because you don't know how what it took for that woman to even build the self-esteem and the confidence that she has to make herself to feel like she's a 10. Like, I don't like that. But what because did you he, call he, the he, show? You called his show. First of all, they dumb as hell because I'm not calling, I'm not calling Kevin Samuel's show. Because, you know exactly what he And he say. don't give you a chance because he going to hang up on you because that's some bitch shit. He going to hang up on you whenever you try to... Rebut or whatever it's he said. It's his show. Yeah, He's selling it. I'm That's for, I'm for bitch I'm for nigga. His, I'm so. for his delivery because you you cannot you can't come on my show and curse me out and be all it's hey it's over. I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Samuels. Thank you for coming just, for another Definitely if you're getting out of pocket, but sometimes yeah, like, Kevin Samuels will be like. You'll be like, oh, no, I think I'm like a nine. He'll be like, all right, so what you think Beyonce? I think Beyonce a ten, bitch. And you think you a nine? Yeah, click. Like, Beyonce is definitely not a ten. But Beyonce's definitely not a ten, though. It's, but okay. it. it's his Beyonce thing. It's, the, it's his thing. Kelly, I think, is, Kelly is better than Beyonce. But, but see, that's still, that. then we're just as bad as him for putting women against women. I think Beyonce is a 10. I think Kelly's a 10. I think I'm a 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to sit up here now. What he's saying is that a woman 
that um to get a hot what is considered a high value man. Super, no, we don't saying, qualify for that shit. He keeps saying supermodels. We don't, we don't have supermodels. But that's anymore. but that's what they want. They want a they that's why people go get their bodies done. It's it's women that are hustlers that get out here, they got their own money, and it's women who like to be kept. They want to be taken care of. So they gotta go. They're spending their money to go and get, you know, their bodies done and hair and teeth and, and cheeks it and shit. Works. And it works for them because that's all they gotta do they is show chose. up and be cute. Yeah. They get a but nah, uh, you better get. fall in love with this personality because what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but I just don't like how his. To me, the narrative is that a woman can't because again, one of his shows that I actually sit and watched that a woman can't make it on her own without a man, and that's just not the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be successful, you can pay your own bills, you can buy a goddamn house without. Having a man, and and I feel like he puts so much emphasis on what like the independent be. woman, and I just and we've had this conversation before. Like as an independent woman, I don't have a man, so it's things that I gotta do because it's me being a fucking adult. So me taking out the trash, that's a fucking adult. Me having to pay my own bills, that's me being a damn adult. That has nothing to do with me. Wanting to rely solely on a man to pay my damn bills. And first of all, I got all this goddamn education and all these damn student loans. Yeah, you right, my ass gonna go to damn work because I ain't sitting in the classroom for goddamn nothing. But I think people put a lot of emphasis on men, men putting against women. Like, I don't, I, I am roles. very independent, but I need my man though. A hundred and ten percent, and ain't got nothing to do with finance. And see, I think, but see, that's a lot of the stuff that I that I've seen on some of the clips and even the show. Like the show that I watched, that was his main point. It was just like because he was talking about how much the black man makes and how much the black woman makes and how much we really need each other financially to do we this. Need this, this, this. We period. need each other. We need each other. Period. We need each other. Black men period. need so black women. That's we, why I don't like that. Oh, I, I think it's it's a sore spot in a single woman sometimes when you take offense to you need a man. You because do. you do need a you man. You do need a man. A man also needs a woman. Exactly. We, well, <laughs> uh, let me say, we, we need, need companionship. Mm-hmm. We need togetherness. Because there's absolutely, yeah, I could probably go the rest of my life and be fine without a man. You feel me? But there, I'm going to find myself It's something special about having. When I'm going to have a man stand in the gap. Because if I don't have my nigga, my man, my husband, my boyfriend, whatever, my brother gonna stand in the gap, my father might stand in the gap, my nephew might stand in the gap, my best friend might stand in the gap. So I, that you don't need a man. I don't think that's fair to to get offended by that because we all need each other. We do. And he has a certain look at what a high value, uh, high value woman is, a high value man is, and the men seem to be high value when it comes to money, and women is high value when it comes to looks. And the problem is there are a lot of women who, who make money and they make their own money and everything like that. Like, I don't believe I'm a high-value woman at all. I have five children. I'm, oh, I'm 33. I'm not young. And, you know, I got a stomach, mental illness and shit, and a little butt. So it's like I have to, you know, I do my own thing. I am able to hold my own. But every bit I need my, uh, my husband there. Every bit of it. Like, you know, we're a team. We got to do that shit together. So I get what he's saying. Um, and I think that people take offense to different parts of it, of what he's saying, because of his delivery is so fucked up. And also, that's his art. 
just like we get up and we do our shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what we say, you ain't got to follow it. But if you fuck with what we saying, then watch it. But you know, it's yeah. definitely saying and doing things a certain way for that shock value. For that shock Nobody value. Nobody would be paying yeah. attention to Kevin Samuels. No, they wouldn't. If I he wasn't that. being this level of fucking ignorant. Let's be for very sure. clear. He's dating men. Clearly. You ain't got too much of an opinion <laughs> about this man-woman relationship thing. But that, nigga, like, that man but like people men. are buying it. We're talking, a, we're, talking, we're talking about him right now. For that exactly and i've used a portion like a clip and we played it for an episode or because we had this whole discussion of i i hate what they think uh being feminine when they had this whole talk of what is feminine and what isn't and the gender roles and first of all that was the longest episode i think we've ever done <laughs> yeah, it's a long episode. and we're still supposed to do part two because we had um our radio family, <laughs> Mr. Perspective, was here. And he always comes and shakes the table a little bit whenever he comes because he is, like, he says the unpopular answer. Well, you can agree to part of it. Then the other part, you'd be looking at him like, That's are you serious that. right now? That's definitely like, Are you Christ. serious? Um, Sometimes, for me, it is Kevin Samuels' delivery. But... That one clip that I had, and I understood exactly where he was coming from. And so it's like, you can relate to it, but he definitely picks and chooses what what topics and who, who to offend, I should say. Because I'm listening to some of the people who come on there. I'm like, okay, you already know how this man thinks. So why the fuck would you say this? Is this shit scripted? That's how but I got to a point. who he's talking to and who talks most about him. And who's most offended by what he says? Yeah. Black women. Black women. And the only way you can black be offended not, is if you listen. White men not. White women not. Spanish women. Like, it's black women every time. Who got He's talking to, to a specific person, He's though. He's like motherfuckers for that reason. Exactly. And it's okay. It's like, if that's your audience, talk to who your audience is. But Some that's of the stuff why I don't said. watch his ass. I don't follow but him. But I'm going to tell you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch him anymore. I don't, I don't watch it's him. a lot of niggas who follow him. And I'm going to say niggas. I'm not saying men. I'm going to say it's a lot of niggas. And they not high quality men. They high value. They raggedy asses. That is true. And they ain't got shit to offer. But they want to be like Kevin Samuels. Nigga, you can't even afford one of the damn bracelets Kevin Samuels got Like, he wasn't so talking about you. you. He ain't talking about your talking type about of you. man. You like, living at home with your mama and everything else. You don't got shit going on. So, he's not talking about you. I bet that particular nigga fucked the shit out you, though. <laughs> it, it always be that shit, it's nigga. It's always the toxic one. really dead set on this toxic. That's horrible. If y'all think this way. Toxic dick. Toxic, toxic dick. dick. Ain't shit niggas got... They got so much time to perfect that crap. But perfect that motherfucking stroke, my nigga. They ain't got shit to do but perfect how to eat your pussy, bitch. I I done said that shit before. Because he worked four hours at Giant overnight. Or yeah, he, metro. Or he outside all day. That's why I got right. a lane. So <laughs> if you was a toxic dick nigga, you, we didn't talk about nothing personal, my nigga. We are not blurring them lines, crossing them. They told me gave him three hundred fifty dollars worth of weed to sell this morning. That I is when breathe. your fucking orgasm is at, my nigga. <laughs> I disagree. I know you disagree. I, I completely you disagree. disagree. I think we need to redefine what good sex is. And it's not all beat it up because when you get in a position when it's time to make love for real, you ain't going to know what the fuck to do. 
Because well, we wasn't talking talk about making love. We were just talking it, about but, these toxic But it's still good. Dick, but good dick is good nigga. dick. Don't have to be toxic dick nigga. No, nah, I didn't say toxic sex or the good sex you get from these toxic niggas is just beating it up. These toxic niggas got the meanest slow stroke I've ever seen Hello? in my entire life. They got the one leg up, bitch, look you in your eyes, kiss you down your throat, and putting all dick in your uterus a type stroke. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> These toxic niggas is doing it. <laughs> we gonna have shit look, else. We finna have flashback. Next, next right, question. Let me just take this stool with me. <laughs> You should never tell one person everything. There's not one person in this world that knows 100% that can say, I know I know her like the back of my hand. No, you don't. I promise you, you don't. Mm. Mm. What do you think? Things you, you should never tell anyone. Your body count. Because that ain't none of your fucking business. As long as I don't got no diseases and shit, why the fuck you worried about who was fucking me before you? I'm too old to have a body count conversation. <laughs> Definitely too old for a body count conversation. If somebody asked me at this point in age, I'm like, I'm gonna just head out. Right, right. You know I'm what? Just 361. Your dad was number one. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like the body count conversation is definitely dumb. It's juvenile. Especially once, once you read, like at our age. Why the fuck you worried about that shit, nigga? You, like you about to get it. You want to are you, you, look, you, are you ask, are, And now they ask them before they got the pussy or after they got the pussy. Because that makes a difference, too. Right. Because, nigga, <laughs> do you feel like you number 10 or do you feel like you number 81? Doesn't right. matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about this is when they Okay, right. come get it. Okay, because somebody definitely was there before you. Hello. So. People, kids. Hey. Be careful. <laughs> Ray J going to pop up saying he hit it first. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> sex tape. Did you hit it last? Right. <laughs> That's more important. Nigga, are if you're you not first, you're last. Are you one of the best ones? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky and Bobby. Right. <laughs> Ricky and Bobby said, if you're not first, you're last. First, you're last. Ricky and Bobby. <laughs> are you the favorite? Okay. That motherfucker will know when they, well, nope, they won't know when they're the favorite. You're doing a good job, pal. I saw a question that said, do you think, I think it might have been Justin LaVoy page, does a nigga know when you fucked uh, fuck another nigga? Okay, so I had this conversation the other day with this particular person that's actually in my life right now. Hey. And uh, he said yes. He said that he knows when. Uh, I think it depends on the oh, he got a small dick and she's like a bigger dick. Now. Oh. See, this is the thing. Let me. Hold on. This is what I said. I said, listen, bitches don't know how to cheat. Because if you're going to cheat on your man and you know. His Peter Weed says, his dick says, don't go fuck no big dick nigga and then turn around and fuck your nigga because You're he's caught. definitely going to feel it because <laughs> your pussy going to be looser than what it typically is, especially if you've been fucking your boyfriend and y'all, you know, he's used to your, your pussy being a certain way. The nigga going to know. He going to know. Back go over there and just let him put the head in a little okay. bit. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I ain't never fucked niggas that back to back to be able to have to worry about it, but... I mean, some people. But some people do. I mean, some I think it depends on the, the vagina. Some people have baggy vaginas anyway. Um, it's the baggy vagina. It's the, for it's me. the hallway for me. <laughs> that dog down the hallway. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> the hallway. Yeah, I think it all depends. It's because the no walls you, for some me. Some people have a have a snapback and they doing their kegels and it ain't, you ain't gonna be able to tell nothing. So I think it just all depends on you know. 
Okay, so he said he said it's this. He said it's the smell. He did say that when we had our conversation. He said it's the smell. So it's like fucking people wrong. Okay, so he said the smell from the car. I will say that magnums have a lingering oh. ass smell when you smell definitely like use them. Ugh. Yeah, so he says the smell from the condom. So if you cheat on you, nigga, and you are using condoms, definitely. Well, I hope you use the condoms to begin with. Otherwise, y'all just repopulating out here and shit. Not even repopulating. Y'all just out here sh- uh, sharing uh, bodily fluids. And... That actually sounds really nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the difference between a threesome and sharing bodily fluids when you doing it separate? Ain't really no difference. Ain't really that much. in between. I guess the threesome is just you know that it's going on as opposed to someone cheating and you don't know that it's... If you're having single people sex, it's probably going on elsewhere, right? It's kind of like what you're signing up for. If you're having a threesome... That's consent. Right, and you know... Okay, so you're watching this person, so you know these fluids is being exchanged. Out of sight, out of mind. No, I mean the single... Out of sight, out of mind. Nah, that shit. But everybody, okay, I'm gonna say this. Everybody that's single, and even though they do, they every day just out. Everybody's not out here just fucking, just because. I like. I don't have. I've never had the thought that unless I've known, like, yeah, I know this nigga cheating or whatever the case may be. I'm gonna get some dick from him right quick. But if it's just like single on single sex, I've never thought about. Oh, this nigga fucking somebody else too. Oh yeah, I ain't never thought about that. I've never thought about that. Put that rubber on and let's go. Don't be no meat to me. But you know what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I'm in the shower before and after you leave. All right, bud? And make sure you pee after in between each other. Right? <laughs> See, well, that's why I can't do nothing casual. Because, like, later. Because you married. I mean, that too. But <laughs> because I'm married. But, you know, prior. Um, yeah, like. I like deep. I like deep shit. Like you know, what I'm saying, let's get to know each other's minds, explore it a little bit. I will say this: you be having many relationships. And I do, relationships. and I'm gonna have ten niggas in love, all of them. Be like that sometimes, fellas. But I love them too, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love people. You Coach know what I'm saying? It's very toxic. But she thinks it's toxic. I am just an amorous person. I love people. I'm a lover of people. You know, so. Does that mean you like hoard people? Like you don't nah, have people I, I don't hoard them because I'm too detached to hoard anybody. She definitely don't do that. I send them on their way when I feel like you know it's. But done. she might be in love real deep for for 27 days. Yeah. Like 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 the Notebook type love. Like it's time to go. Like Love know? Jones type deep. When I love you, when I, I love you, but then when it passes, oh yeah, it passes. Like, it's, I don't feel anything. Gone, it's like, no, damn, that's a stranger a little bit. I yeah, it's like who is that guy? <laughs> who, is, who are we even talking Do about? Nah. Well, I mean, yeah, for me, I, like I when the love it. is gone, like that's that's it. But guys yeah, don't understand don't that, like, <laughs> I ain't never called out none of my exes or nothing. But a lot of guys have to realize, like, once that connection is gone. If you still around after that mental connection is gone and y'all still doing shit, you don't even look at them the same no more. Like, this. yeah, this shit not even good no more. It's like, oh, thank you. Bye. Get the fuck out my face. Don't call me. I'll call you. Yeah, if there's no mental connection, it's definitely a, why are you texting me today? Yeah, it's like it's like almost everything they do just like kind of mildly I, irritates me. I, like I've had I had recently had one of those, and I, it's it's weird. I don't. 
It's like thanks for the physical piece. And then move on. And then sometimes like, I, like, I, I don't want to talk. I don't like. I don't want to. For me, I I will mentally and physically check out. Like once that 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 bond that connection is gone, we can't even fuck no more now. Cause yeah, I'm gonna tell you how she, bad she it she is. Not, and she I was not blinded. gonna be excited. Like she gonna be like mm. we on the same page now. <laughs> yeah, now like, they gonna, gonna be like, girl, with a toxic D. Now it's gonna be like, bitch. Your pussy definitely <laughs> responds differently. I agree. To different niggas. Mm. I agree. Definitely. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Because it's like, damn, like, it's how do prostitutes do this shit? Right. Like, how do y'all just do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. You know, that's. It'd that, be the drugs. It's got to be the drugs or the alcohol. I don't know people who've had sex with prostitutes. Not that I can think of. But I never heard no rumors of somebody ever saying, damn, that bitch has some wet ass pussy. Like, they a prostitute no has wet ass pussy. I don't think prostitutes have wet ass pussy. Can't. They can't because at That's the loose. End, because sex is still a mental thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you and that person got that real, if if you stimulate in my mind and you really got me mentally there, when it's time for us to have sex, like Child, I'm almost embarrassed. Open the floodgates. It's okay. We didn't like, Okay. <laughs> But you are able to do, but it's not a mental connection if you're not mentally mature. That takes it back to mental mm-hmm. maturity because when you were younger, you wasn't thinking about mental maturity when you was having sex. You was fucking, you know. I can see the visible difference of sex in my thirties than shit sex in my twenties. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It was a different, a different feel. Thirty-five year sex is so. I don't know. I've definitely enjoyed it more in my thirties than I did in my twenties. <laughs> I enjoy sex now more than I did. So I had good. a lot of sex that I didn't really care to have, and I that's my sneaking link. Like it was just was like, I right, wasted pussy just... on on Man. previous sex. Sorry, my hello. Because I got to thinking about the 35 year old sex. <laughs> now, like, I'm like, ooh, stimulate my mind, honey. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay, I definitely get excited you know, off a conversation. Yeah. I like a good conversation. Kiss, Niggas kiss that me. think. Give me some the intimacy. Kissing. Yeah, because I didn't yeah. kiss in my tongue. The fuck? Don't fucking touch me. Like, yeah. uh-huh, let's go. I need all of the above. Love. Let's make eye contact and shit. Okay, now I'm like, ooh, missionary. Look me in my ass and shit. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm, I've been wanting it. Let me get out this Telling on yourself. I done so, told on myself. So. At the end of our show, we usually close out with one. Of course, I want y'all to plug your social medias and your shows. And then we also do a um, word or wisdom of the week. Okay. So, I don't know who wants to go first. Coach me. Coach Bray. Coach me. Because Coach me always makes those words go first. Let me give her more time. Alright. So, make sure y'all check us out on Coaches Don't Play TV. On Instagram, also on Coaches Don't Play the Conversation on YouTube. Uh, make sure your notification bell is on so you can see when we drop a video every week. Um, make sure you are tuned in for more information for, about our pop up shop coming December 12th. It's a mini pop up shop coming showcasing a lot of DMV uh, small businesses as well as a DMV podcast. So make sure you guys are there. For our mm-hmm. raffle, we're going to have a big raffle for that as well. Um, we also have a challenge that's going to be dropping tomorrow. So make sure you are fo- following Coaches Don't Play TV. Yeah, 
Probably gotta say the whole thing. I just wasn't ready. <laughs> uh, I'll let it go around. No worries. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, you can follow me, individual page, Mother, Mother of Randy, because of course she's my entire world, but M U V A of R A N D I on Instagram. Um, Coaches Don't Play on YouTube. Please uh, follow, like, and subscribe to our YouTube page and keep the comments going. Um, word for the week. Word of uh, wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. Well, word. Wisdom for the week. Um, be selfish with yourself sometimes. Be selfish sometimes. Do something for you this week, specifically for you. Buy yourself something. Take yourself out. Um, do something to make you feel good this week. Um, don't let your downtime last too long. Okay, okay Coach Brent. Straight Ooh, from the playbook. <laughs> all right. Well, leave y'all with this. First of all, if y'all see my shirt, say worry about me. Ain't never made you no money. So, you know, focus on your money. If it ain't stressing you, don't worry about it. Make make your money. <laughs> um, but y'all know we are going into month number 11. And as I always tell y'all, at the ending of a new month and the beginning of a new month is to set new goals, set new intentions, okay? And be intentional in everything that you do, okay? So we are going into month 11 of 2021, which means you guys, 2022 is vastly approaching and it's approaching very, very fast, okay? So definitely take some time. Look at your goals, okay? Look at see see what you achieved, see what you've done so far in 2021, and maybe there are some changes that you would like to make before you go into 2022. And why not start now? Why not? You don't have to wait until the clock strikes 12, January 1st, 2022. You can start now. So start looking at them goals, revamping them visions, and get started because ain't nobody stopping you but you and always remember to live fearless okay. um, um, my wisdom of the week is to unpack your shit let shit go um, take everything in your life right now that's not serving you a purpose and let it go um, it's an expiration date and it's coming soon don't keep on wasting any more time on any type of dead situations or anything that has already happened you did it apologize to yourself most importantly and let it go oh and my social media is oso underscore that's mia oso underscore t-h-a-t-s-m-i-a make sure you follow me Okay, first I'm going to start by saying thank y'all so much for joining us today. We had fun mm, today. Thank y'all. Thank you fun. Um, <laughs> um, my wisdom of the week. Um, new season, new month, new blessings. Don't let anybody else's fear stop you from achieving your goals. Um, I also want to thank everybody who called or sent um, text messages while I was out of town over the last week. I'm going out of town again, but we will be back in the studio next Sunday with the one band. Um, looking forward to it. Gonna be a good one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be deep in here in the studio next week. Um, also, I did not do any events or black businesses on this episode, but I will be tagging them 
um, when you watch the playback on YouTube. Also, I will also have all the information for Coaches Don't Play in their social media and YouTube page will be linked in the, um, in the episode details as well. We will see y'all next week. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. See y'all later.